0: The following is a fourth-hand production.
1: 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, 90, 90. Hey, you guys. Welcome to A Very Brady Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jimmy. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Tech. Is that me? It is you. Hi. Heck yeah. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Tack, we take the episode. Uh-huh. We break it down. You know, we think we see it correctly, mm. only to squint and hold it close to our face before finally running into it with our bikes. I I, fucked that up. All for your your enjoyment. (laughs) On today's episode, we look at Season 3, Episode 13, entitled The Not-So-Rose-Colored Glasses. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might make it a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and...
0: Amazon Prime! Prime! So how goes it? Ah, you dig? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you? Pretty good. Fine as wine. Kind of chatty. You know what I mean, right? And yeah. we are together again. We are in the same room. Sa- yeah. Um. That I meant that too. Oh, because I'm married, man. Right. To, oh, <laughs> Megan. Right. Why do you always say that? Why do you always have <laughs> you to throw that always shit remind my face? me <laughs> that you're with her? Her <laughs> <laughs> Megan. <laughs> <laughs> anywho, um, happy Saturday. Yes, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. <laughs> so what's going on? What's new? Um, is that a new
1: laptop you got there? It is a new laptop. Cool. I got there. Anyway, here's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really neat. Like, this is the, the thing I was telling you
0: about. Like, when I want to like turn off the volume. I know. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool new Mac Anyways, MacBook Anyways, that's Pro. neat. Cool. Yeah. I have an old MacBook Pro. 2013. I do, too. Oh, <clears> 2014. Mine's not that old. <sighs> Always want to one up me. Have to yeah. one up me. How's that shit? iPad? It's good.
1: Yeah,
0: it's a new iPad. it's oh, good. Huh. I don't remember what gen it huh. is. I totally forgot. But it's the newest one. That just came out. Oh, can't remember what gen it is. But it's the newest one that came out. <laughs> Funny how that works. What well, was the iPad Air something twenty twenty? So oh, okay, it's like it's like one of the best ones that came out. Good thing you don't have one of those tech guru channels where you review stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, oh God, What the hell was that?
1: What was that? <laughs>
0: but... That was an Eric sound right there. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it's not... Oh God, I can't even talk. It makes it sound like we're old men and we don't know what we're we talking do, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But we do. We're, like, extremely tech savvy. We know all this shit. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> it sounds like, I got one of them iPad things. You know. <laughs> You know this one can go online, Jimmy. You know that, right? Wait, it's got the internet. <laughs> it's got the internet on it. I don't see no wire plugged into it, Doc. Now you can get to the internet with them. Uh, then no wires, things. I, I didn't even hear you go. Doo, <laughs> bing, bing, bing. <laughs> It's got that uh, y tide thing. White tide, that,
1: yeah. That's what those, those little things that all the kids are eating, right? Yeah, white
0: tides, <laughs> them, them Gen X snacks or whatever they were, in. millennial snacks. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, what did you, what did you think about this episode? <laughs> well, it's been probably two weeks since I've seen it, but that's true. But yeah, no, I from what I remember is good.
1: Do you do you have any memorable? Because I, I mean, I am married. You've been married. Do you have any memorable anniversary
0: gifts that you've gotten? Oh, geez. Oh, Pete. Uh, no, not really. I, didn't, I haven't had that many anniversaries. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Jimmy. Sure. No, no problem. Because I can't make relationships last long. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my, my, <clears throat> my, kid's mom, she was terrible to buy gifts for.
1: <laughs>
0: she It was a nightmare. If it was her birthday, Christmas, Valentine's day, whatever, any, any, holiday where i had to buy her a gift was a nightmare for me (laughs) why was it so bad because she was like so picky and like i can remember one i don't remember what holiday it was somewhere i had to get her something and i know that she liked this certain kind of perfume but there was like two different kinds and i couldn't remember which one whether it was a or b right right so i did the smart thing and i asked her sister because at the time her sister was living with us and she kind of knew what her sister liked you know Mm -hmm. and so i was like hey do you remember if she liked A or B? And then she was like, I don't remember, but I know it's one of them. I was like, right? And she's like, <laughs> Thank you. She's like, I'll find out for you though. And I was like, But you can't just like go ask her because then she'll know the right. gig is up, right? right? And she's like, No, no, I'll be good. Don't worry. I got you. I'm like, All right, cool. And like the next day, she's like, Oh, real good having my sister come ask me what you, you don't even remember, which kind of like, I don't even want you to get it now. And I was like, I'm, I thought I was doing the right thing, right? <clears throat> so, Fast forward to a different holiday where I bought her something. As she's opening it, she goes, I don't remember what it was. Let's pretend it's some sort of makeup. Johnny's makeup was the company, let's say. Right. So as she's opening it, she goes, this better not be Johnny's makeup. And opens it up and she goes, oh, nice. And just puts it down and walks out. Wow. I was like, oh, yeah. Good times. Wow. (laughs) See, Megan's the type where she makes me a list of
1: stuff she wants. That's what I do with kids. And what I've gotten to lately is I've gotten to the point where if she's going to give me a list, I just tell her just order it on Amazon yourself. <laughs> well, that's what
0: she makes you do. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "What, I'm like, babe? I'm, I'm just- going to get you some really yeah. nice. You pick something on your yeah. list. And just you order click it. yourself. <laughs> click <That's> order. <laughs> You're welcome. Me
1: and Megan don't really exchange that many gifts on anniversaries. Yeah, like we prefer to like go out and go out to eat or something like that. We don't really. Right. So hmm. we don't well, really do the good. anniversary gift thing. Especially if I'm I would never expect my kids To give me an anniversary gift
0: I know It's so weird Like in this episode Like all the kids got Like Like they don't Like nobody gives a shit At your anniversary Except you and the person you're with Like I would not expect Like my friends Or family Or even my kids To say Hey happy anniversary today But you see it a lot Like on Facebook Or whatever People are like Oh it's my parents' anniversary today Happy 50 Well I guess 50 is like Kind of a a landmine It's a landmine It's a landmine (laughs) landmine, (laughs) What's the word (laughs) Yeah
1: Well, it's like Megan's grandmother always gets us an anniversary card every year for our anniversary. But I mean, it's not like she gets us a gift or anything. It's just weird. Yeah. Why would you?
0: I don't know. I have no idea when your anniversary is. And I don't think once I've ever said happy anniversary. So June 8th. Okay. Happy anniversary for the past nice. 15 years or whatever. <laughs> Does that make up for all that? Yeah. Oh, I there? was there on your wedding day. Is that enough? There you go. That's Jeez. perfect. No, cool. Okay. Well, I guess on that note, we'll uh, take a break. He's
1: okay. talking about wedding anniversaries, made me tired. I know, I'm exhausted. Plus I know you gotta do somersaults and stuff. So uh um, <laughs> now it's somersaults.
0: <laughs> I'm so, done with the backflips now. So when
1: we get back, uh we'll be get into this season three, episode thirteen. Uh rose colored now's rose colored glasses. So we shall be back. Jimmy, watch this one. Okay. Fuck. Oh shit. Hello, listeners of Random Other Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Cogswell, here with my co-host, Marie Mayhew. Hey, everybody. If you like podcasts like whatever podcast this is, then come listen to the Mad Scientist Podcast, a weekly show on the history, philosophy, and hard science between fringe and paranormal claims. Marie, what are some topics we've covered in the past? We have... covered ufos we've covered economic collapse we have covered cats we did cover cats pretty pretty mm-hmm. distinctly yes if you like podcasts and a little bit of humor and a little bit of singing and some cats come listen to the math scientist <laughs> podcast please
0: <sighs> shoot
1: And we are back! Alright. Okay, we have the Brady Bunch. Season 3, episode 13, entitled The Not-So-Rose-Colored Glasses. Let's get into this Tax, shall we? Okay. Facts about the episode. It first aired December 24th, 1971. This was a Christmas Eve episode. Yeah. Nothing at all to do with Christmas. Strange. Yep. Written by Bruce Howard. Directed by Leslie H. Martinson. Hmm. According to IMDb, the title was based on the common phrase, looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. I guess. I thought it was because she wore glasses, but um, <laughs> <laughs> in real life, Eve Plum had to get glasses. The writers incorporated the necessity into the show for her character. Mm, oh, that's fun. For this episode. Because <laughs> in the next one, spoiler alert, she ain't wearing glasses. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like we don't ever see Through them the entire episode. Anyways. Um, we will see the photographer again. He comes back for quote unquote amateur night in season five oh, as fine. a completely different character. That's cool. This episode is partially parodied in the parody movie. Was it? Yep. It, or it has five, been so
0: long since I've seen this. On
1: IMDb, it is. Well, I know the glasses that she wears are the glasses she wears in the movie.
0: Yeah.
1: And they do the whole thing in the parody movie where she has trouble seeing and,
0: you know, she I think she mistakes for thing. it for something. Yeah,
1: something like that. All right. <clears throat> We fade in Mm. scene one. We open to see Jan riding her bike home from school. We see her stop at a stop sign. Look both ways before turning left and continuing on her way. Next, we see Alice in the kitchen peeling a potato. When Mike walks in, looking behind him as if he doesn't want to get caught. He comes up to Alice asking if she's all set. Alice replies, oh yeah, Mr. Brady, don't worry about a thing. Got it all worked out. When Mike asks how she's going to do it, she tells him
0: that it's a good old-fashioned toothache. That reminded me of Bob Marley when she said that. What? Don't worry. Oh. <laughs> thing. It's making me go. Every I don't little think that's Bob gonna... Marley. That was some other
1: guy. Don't worry, be happy.
0: That was Bobby McPherson. <laughs> Bobby McPherson. And Bobby McFarlane. And not don't worry, be happy, but don't worry. Do, 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 oh, that. Bad yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every little thing is going to be answered.
1: then when carol takes her to the dentist he takes the kids to the photographer he then starts saying that he hopes it works out because we all know how hard it is to pull one over on carol then they both laugh hysterically (laughs) (laughs) teasing Uh, carol walks into the kitchen and mike immediately changes the subject to oh that's a shame alice when carol takes the bait mike starts explaining how alice Has a terrible toothache. As Alice plays it up, plays up the pain by moaning.
0: How'd she moan? She's like, "Oh my god."
1: (laughs) Alice then begins explaining (laughs) that it's starting to swell and that she really should get it checked by the dentist. When Carol agrees, who
0: said that? Mike said that.
1: (laughs) No, Alice. Sorry, (laughs) I'm in a weird mood today, Jimmy. I'm so sorry. When Carol agrees, Alice tells Carol that she couldn't dream of Carol taking her to the dentist and agrees to take the bus. Carol falls for it, insisting on taking her, telling her, quote-unquote, no arguments. Mm. When Alice leaves the kitchen to get her stuff, Mike simply replies, poor Alice. Mm. Just then the phone rings. Mike rushes over to, to answer it. It's Mr. Brenner from the playground saying that apparently Jan left the playground with another girl's bike. What? Mike and Carol seem doubtful, that Jan would do such a thing, like Tech did. Mm-hmm. Just then, Mike and Carol spot Jan pulling into the driveway. Mike takes one look at her and says, Let's see what this is all about. Mm. As him and Carol leave
0: in a huff. Hmm. Interesting. Jimmy, <clears throat> I don't know if he knows Jimmy, but Carol's mullet is like in full swing now. I noticed that it's all wispy in the back and shit. Hell Ooh, yeah. John. I know, right? Because just like you said in that one episode, like she'll arrive in a room like a good twenty minutes before <laughs> a Mullet does.
1: Um, also, Mike kind of looked like he was, you know, like the captain of a love boat in this one because he had his suit had the brass buttons on, <laughs> on it. Brass buttons. It kind of made him look like a boat captain. Um, and Mike's hair is getting a little shaggy there too, and I noticed that. Well, in in the there. the follow-up movies, he always had
0: this ridiculous perm. Oh, it's coming. Holy shit. shit. This is the start of it. Oh my god. He's like, you know what? I need if I want to get that perm by season four or five, I need to start growing out now. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. So yeah. (laughs) Scene two. We now see Jan taking her books off her bike when she is met by Mike and Carol, who explain what the call and claims from Mr. Brenner that she took another girl's bike. Jan reacts much like Carol and Mike. Asking why she would do such a thing, when she has her own bike. But when they all walk over to the bike, they realize it is indeed another girl's bike. Pointing out that hers has a dent in it where Bobby ran into it. After Mike points this out, Jim seems just as surprised as Mike and Carol are. Even calling herself a dumbhead. Mm, and And that's fucked up. You can't be saying shit like that about yourself. Right? Carol points out that although it's not Jan's bike, it is the same make, model, and color as hers. Jan immediately apologizing, asking how she could do such a thing. Carol acts very understanding and says she's sure it was a mistake and runs off to take Alice to the dentist. As soon as Carol walks away, Mike tells Jan to hurry up and get the bike back because they have to have time to get the pictures taken before Carol gets back from the dentist. When Jan asks if Mike thinks Carol suspects anything, Mike tells her he hopes she suspects that he's a husband that forgets his wife's wedding anniversary. As Jan takes off on her, well, some other bitch's bike.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. I like what you're doing. What's that? I like what you're doing. You're foreshadowing that Jan needs glasses. Is that what I
0: did there? By, yeah. Is, is that what I pretending did? Pretending like you can't read. I like that. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, it's edit, completely edited, so the listeners hear me say it perfectly. But I totally fumbled through that whole fucking paragraph. That's good, listeners. though. That's,
1: I like that. Um, I, don't, I
0: don't know why I just have trouble reading today. And I am wearing glasses in this episode, <laughs> which is unusual. <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike couldn't drive her why? <laughs> well, Mike couldn't drive Alice at yeah,
1: Dentist? No, no. Um, Jan to drop off the bike. What's the point?
0: It's not that He's got
1: to put the kids in the car anyways. I guess, but but all the kids and a bike? No, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, why is it how is he gonna fit all the kids in that convertible?
0: Um, this has been a mystery since the very first episode. Hmm. Very first episode, they all go to this hotel for a vacation because it's their wedding night. All of them fit in just the convertible. Wow. Okay. And Alice and the dog. Hmm. And okay. Fluffy the
1: cat. Um but yeah, it would give it, it would give him an excuse to get all the kids in the car to leave, I guess. Um, but what's funny is we all know that if this was one of the boys, yeah, Carol would have fucking grounded him. <laughs> grounded him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she would have been if they would have said, "But mom, it's a mistake. I'm having trouble my my eyes. I think I need glasses." That she'd be like, "No, fuck that. You're grounded because yeah. you stole some little asshole's bike. Right? Glass just like smashes, fuck exactly, whatever."
0: Yeah. Dude, Jan's collar was fucking crazy pointy as fuck. Did you see it? <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. like devil horns, but like pointing down. It was. Yeah. Amazing. <clears throat> That's awesome. It was awesome.
1: Scene three. We now see Mike and Alice in the living room. Mike is examining Alice's jaw, telling that if he didn't know better, he would think she's really had a swollen jaw. That's when Alice reveals that she has gum in her mouth oh. as she blows a bubble, which pops on her face just as Carol is walking down the stairs. She's a little trickster. Yeah, right? Alice quickly tucks the gum into her jaw, but when Carol finally gets to them, she immediately notices something funny, saying, that's funny. Hmm. I thought the swelling was on the other side. But before she can ask too many questions, Mike rushes them out the door. Mike tells them to take all the time they need. Alice says the way her tooth is feeling, it could take hours or even all afternoon. Mm. As soon as they leave, Mike calls for the kids who all come down dressed up and ready to go. Mike rushes them out the door as Greg is heard saying he'll pull the car around. Mm. Carol couldn't smell gum like that was like fucking (laughs) grape gum that she was chewing. Yeah. She she couldn't smell that shit. She just literally just blew a bubble
0: before she got up in her face. Mm -hmm. Carol's Um, not as attuned to bullshit like Mike is. Yeah, that's true. Well, although, I don't know. She noticed that it was in the wrong side of the jaw. That's true. Um, but also, Alice is gonna go through like paying for X-rays and shit. <laughs> the fuck! I have that note later because because I thought it was just a thing, but then later she's she's at the dentist. Yeah. Like she like what does she do? Like yeah, because Carol's there like in the waiting room, so she has to be called back to the room. Yeah. yeah. And what does she do when she goes back? There? Like, can I'm we just, back just sit here and talk? <laughs> <laughs> What could she think of something else? Like, I need a dress for the fucking maid prom that's coming up. And I need to go buy a dress. So let's go search in the mall for like hours. Imagine if Sam was at the dentist that day.
1: Sam? And Sam, yeah, and Sam somehow found out that Alice was there and didn't really need a dentist appointment. That she was just back there bullshit with the dentist. And then you'd have a whole side plot of <laughs> Sam wanting to kick the dentist's ass because Alice is just back there like fucking around the dentist.
0: Shows up with like a hatchet and shit. Yeah. Because <clears throat> he's a butcher, Jimmy. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure we got that. Butcher it. of Clinton Avenue or whatever. Right. Clinton Way? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Scene four. We're now at the photo session and we see a very pretentious photographer with what looks like an old glass plate camera. Yeah, I have a note about that later. When Mike tells him it looks pretty good to him, the photographer asserts his dominance over Mike, telling him, perhaps an amateur, Mr. Brady, but not a Gregory Gaynard. What?
1: <laughs> that what he says? Well, that's his name, Gregory Gaynard, but I just thought it would be funny to, to spell it out. Gregory Gaynard. <laughs> okay. That's his name, Gregory Gaynard. Okay.
0: Perhaps to an amateur, Mr. Brady, but not to Gregory Gaynard. <laughs> <laughs> but just as he's about to take the photo <laughs> and has everyone lined up and smiling, he has to stop because he forgot to put film in the camera. He fumbles around looking for film, finally finding it and almost inserting it into the camera backwards, you know, from behind. Hell yeah. Once he finally has the camera loaded with film, he lines everyone up again. And just as he's about to take the photo, he stops again, deciding that he wants color instead. He fumbles around yet again, trying to get the film plate out of the camera, then fumbling around again looking for more film before finding it and putting it back into the camera. He then has the kids smile for a third time, but this time Mike has to tell Jan not to squint. He promptly apologizes, saying she didn't mean to. Finally, the photographer is ready to take the picture. He lines everyone up, telling them to say, but he forgets, and the children have to tell him, cheese, which he repeats in an irritated tone, cheese. Finally, with all the kids saying cheese, he snaps the picture, exclaiming, got it, saying it was perfect. Then saying, now let's take some better ones. There were some interesting things in the scene. Okay.
1: <clears throat> um, this The guy taking the picture. Um, yeah. Yeah. He did, he did some interesting stuff in the beginning. Like, I, I love how he um, he noticed that he doesn't have film in the camera. Like, he he looked in the appropriate spot where he would see that he didn't have film in the camera. Yeah. So, that part was interesting, but it kind of goes downhill after that. And I know I'm nitpicking. He forgot to put the film cover on the plate all the way before taking it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you have... The way these, these cameras work is you have this... this. Can we pause
0: for a second? Because yeah. I don't think our listeners know this, but let okay. me say my remark first. Uh-huh. Is this camera from the 1850s? <laughs> no. And how old is that camera? Because this is like a fucking old camera that this it guy is. has.
1: Yeah, the technology is old.
0: So it's like one of those old wooden, big wooden cameras with yeah. like the black blanket up yeah. out the back. The only thing missing was that huge flash that you would hold up that's like that, yeah, that, fire. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine is from 1885,
1: the one I have at the house. This yeah. one my, mine is all 100% wood. This one if you notice on the on the front bottom part it has um metal on it and it has an adjustment to, to bring the the baffle in and out. Okay. Um they made these I checked they made these until the late 1920s. So even if he even if he had a, the newest one,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> he'd still be using, you know, like a 40-year-old camera. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So even it's kind of I think they used it cuz that's what you saw in the cartoons at the time. You know what Maybe. I mean? Every time they had pictures in a cartoon, they had the guy behind. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's why they did it. But um, in those kind of cameras, you don't have rolls of film. You have like these these negatives that were like, his was big. His was like eight by 10, like a big, huge negative. Yeah. Um, And you have to insert it into the film, into this like piece of wood thing. And you have a cover on the back and a cover on the front and you insert it into the camera. Then you take the front cover out to expose it, you know, okay. to like them in it. Um, but when he took the film out, he never put that cover back in, which means he just ruined a completely good negative, which mm-hmm. I don't think a photographer would do that. Um, and then when he puts the new one in, it's partially open and you can see the cardboard backing behind it. So first of all, he didn't have a negative in it. Second, like it's partially open. You just ruined the, the negative. Like you wouldn't be able to take a picture with that mm-hmm. anyways. So there were some good things in it, but, um, there were some kind of stupid things in it too.
0: So what you're saying is he actually didn't take, well, at least the only picture we saw him take first one was not a picture or it was a bad picture. Yeah. But those cameras are, we were talking about before we recorded, those cameras are pretty cool.
1: It was kind of like a yeah. digital camera before digital camera. It was actually really neat.
0: Hmm. I have two of those. That's pretty cool. Have you ever hmm. taken a picture with them?
1: No, I want to. The one I want to take a picture with is called the Graphlex. Um, and it's, I mean, it was insane about my Graflex is you can like, you're familiar with shutter speed. Yep. My Graflex at home was made in the forties. It was for, um, uh, for newspaper reporters, mm. and you can shoot at a one one thousandth for shutter speed. Damn. Yeah, exactly. And it uses the, the technology. It uses It has two things. It's got a shutter in the front, so that it, like you know that you click like this one does, but then it also has this like piece of cloth with different size openings in it, mm-hmm. and you have to wind it up. And if you want to shoot at a thousandth of a second, what it does is it it brings the opening from the bottom up at really fast. And that's what exposes the negative. Um, So if you ever see like pictures of cars from like the forties and thirties, you'll notice that the car, it's not straight. It looks like it's tilted at an angle. That's because the car is literally moving as that opening in the cloth is being
0: exposed across Mm -hmm. the negative. So it's really neat. It's a neat camera. I want to take a picture of that one. We have that kind of problem even now with digital cameras. Yeah. Because the way they, you know, you can't use words. Because <laughs> the way digital works, how it like interlacing or whatever, yeah, I, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I even forgot what that's called. Like when you pan the camera really fast, and you get that squ- yeah, I squiggly really that lines. I, yeah, I can't. We really sound either. like we don't know anything about technology
1: today. Yeah. but God. yeah, I like that camera. And I like I like some of the stuff he did, but. Uh,
0: the rolling details. shutter. Sorry. Rolling shutter. Rolling oh, shutter. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's why they call it rolling shutter because the shutter on yeah. my graphlex is literally a rolling shutter. Gotcha. That's literally what it's called. So, yeah. okay. Fuck. Scene five. We now see the photographer sorting through his equipment with the kids in the background looking at the lights. Mike is asking when he will get the pictures. The photographer tells him that he'll get the proofs in the morning, but quickly changes it to Tuesday and then Wednesday. He then tells Mike, with the frame he picked out, should be ready in about four to five days. Mike tells him that that's perfect because it's for his wedding anniversary, which is a week from Saturday. Mm. He tells Mike that he'll have it framed and delivered to the house. But Mike insists on picking it up when it's ready, telling him it's a surprise. Mm. The the photographer gets whimsical, saying he loves surprises. (laughs) Mike then tells the kids that they have to go because they have to beat Carol back to the house. Seeing all the kids leave... The photographer compliments Mike, saying how fine his kids look, then asks how long he's been married. Mike, without thinking, replies, three years, and then walks out, leaving the photographer confused, saying, three years, six kids. Everything today
0: is Rush, Rush, Rush. I didn't think Rush. Yeah, Rush was a band back then. Were they a band back then? I don't think they were. I know the drummer just died. He did? I don't know his name. Okay. why the fuck were the kids fucking with the lights I don't know that it bother did, you as much as it bothered it did, me yeah well as a photographer
1: it yeah. bothered me a lot yeah because I have some of those umbrellas and they're mm. pretty fragile well you've right. used them you know what I'm talking about they're yeah. very fragile Um, that's a pretty fast turnaround that's impressive granted it's only Is one it? photo but yeah mm. Well, I mean, because he has to, to
0: develop it develop it well it takes a few hours right that's and then put it in the framing which well he would have to enlarge it too okay so he'd have to develop it. Even Gray can do that huh. for black and white, not for color. Well, true. But uh, my uh, my first wife, <laughs> mm-hmm. she took ph- photography in college, and mm-hmm. uh, this is back before digital. That was oh. actually
1: before I was <clears> real. Well, I was into taking pictures, but I wasn't really into photography yet. So. Yeah, yeah, she's like an before, OG photographer. Yeah, she before digital
0: shit. Yeah, yeah, she had a, she developed her own film. Yeah, and she even did like took pictures of me, right? And I still have the picture somewhere. And she would do like these really cool like borders and stuff, mm. like kind of like how Instagram filters and shit yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, like this is the real shit. Like she yeah. actually did that kind of crap. That's impressive. Like we, during the development process, and I was like, it was so cool. That's cool. So yeah. Thinking back, it's cool. You know, even at the time, I was like, that's kind of neat. But now thinking back, going, holy shit. There's filters for that now. Yeah, right? Anyway. Scene six. Back at the Brady residence, we see Mike coming home from work with his briefcase in hand. Carol greets him, asking how everything was at the office. He tells her he got to come home a little early today as he greets Carol with a kiss and sits next to her. Carol seems to be going through the mail. She's holding a letter and Mike asks what it is. Carol explains that it's a letter from Jan's teacher, Miss Denhoff. Denhoff? I really can't read today. It's like phonetic. (laughs) 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 Right. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Denhoff. Apparently, Jan's grades have been falling off. Mike reads the note out loud, saying, lacking energy and having trouble concentrating. Then replies with a, huh, well, that's not like Jan. Carol agrees, saying she's always been a good student. Uh, and then Mike said, what You think? I just said that. <laughs> Why did the teacher not call? Um, I don't know. Because, because this is
1: 1971. They call about the fucking. Carnival attractions <laughs> like having to build that shit themselves. They call because they need fucking costumes for plays. <clears throat> they even have some dude from the fucking playground call about a fucking bike, but the teacher doesn't have the decency to call about the kids' grades. Like, kind of shows you where the, the teacher's priorities are. Yeah, mm. I guess so.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> it's kind of stupid. All right. Scene <clears throat> seven Carol and Mike have sat Jan down in the den and is talking to her about the letter, but decides to let her read it for herself. Jan takes it nervously and stares at it for a moment before slowly. Mo-
0: <laughs> Sorry, I spelled
1: stairs. S-T-A-I-R-S. <laughs> Sorry, that's just funny. Ah, but decides to let her read it for herself. Jan ta- Jan takes it nervously and stares at it for a moment before slowly moving it closer and closer to her face and squinting. Mike and Carol look at each other with concern. Jan finally finishes and feels bad telling Mike and Carol that she'll try to do better. Mike tells her to read it again, but this time out loud. When she tries to put it closer to her eyes, Mike tells her to try reading it away from her face. Jan tries, but stumbles over words while squinting. Mike, realizing what's going on, stops her and takes the note. Carol asks her where she sits in Mrs. Denhoff's class. Jan tells her in the back. Mike then asks if she writes lessons on the blackboard in the front of the class to which Jan replies. Usually Carol in a very accusing tone tells Dan that she needs glasses. You notice that Mm. she's like, I think you need glasses. You little bitch. Like that's the way she said it. Like (laughs) what did you do? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, Jan of course hates the idea replying with, Oh mom, no, not glasses. Mike tells her that she certainly at least wants to get her eyes checked. Carol tries to make Jan feel better by telling her that wearing glasses these days isn't anything. Jan still protesting tells them that she's sure she doesn't need glasses. Mike then delivers a wicked burn asking if she wants to keep failing in school and taking the wrong bike. Oh, it's like, yeah, you're bringing a bitch's bike back. (laughs) Miss. I don't need glasses. Um, Jan then. Do that every day. <laughs> Jan then tells them that she'll look positively goofy. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. We're so juvenile. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> look
0: positively goofy. Uh. Carol comforts her
1: telling her oh honey not any more than you already do
0: (laughs) she didn't say that did she
1: (laughs) no she didn't I just thought it'd be funny she goes on to say when Bernie McGuire sees me he'll go bananas (laughs) Carol looks for clarification asking if bananas is bad Jan tells her tech it's the worst (laughs) then leaves depressed oh oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't i mean i wear glasses you wear glasses wouldn't she have needed wouldn't she have gotten headaches
0: um no why?
1: because no, she doesn't need reading glasses i did i needed reading glasses at first and the reason i got them was because i had headaches right because you need reading glasses she yeah. does not need reading glasses why she's having trouble reading oh
0: <laughs> then why is she having trouble seeing far away well it's because she's reading like I have to wear mine when I watch TV or when I read. I only have to wear reading <clears throat> glasses. That's it, right? So, like, that's how you get eye strain, headaches, or whatever. But if you can't see far away, then it doesn't really cause as much of a headache. But
1: well, my eye doctor told me anytime I'm reading, whether it's a TV, computer, anything, or from a
0: book. Well, that's not true either because I need reading glasses, but I don't get headaches. So I don't yeah, know. that's because
1: you wear the glasses, though.
0: Not always. Oh, okay. it's I only wear glasses <laughs> like if I'm reading. A lot. And it's not even every week. I don't even do it. So not not everybody gets headaches necessarily. I did. I got horrible headaches. Hmm. Scene eight. We see Mike pull into the driveway home from work. When Alice sees him, she comes scuttling out of the sliding door, carrying a green trash can. When she passes Mike, she changes her tone saying, follow me in the garage. And she continues walking at a quick pace. Alice hands Mike the trash can and begins telling him that the photographer delivered the anniversary gift. Alice continues, saying it was delivered, luckily, while Carol was out with Jan. Alice tells Mike the picture should be safe in the garage and that Carol had already been snooping around the house, going on to say that Carol is a very good snooper. Mike compliments Alice, telling her a good job, commenting her on a job well done, then tells her that Carol would never think of looking out in the garage. But Alice corrects him telling him that she already did. But now that she has there's no reason to snoop out there again. <clears throat> My first thought on this was
1: you know the kids are always outside playing, riding a skateboard, riding their bike, whatever. They're not
0: afraid the kids are going to get into this picture like being out in the garage? Well, they're not like toddlers or anything, you know, it's
1: just like Oh, that's right. Cindy's not a toddler. I forgot. <laughs> that's right
0: yeah you say hey kids this is where your picture is please don't mess with it don't touch it please please Hmm. be careful around it
1: i'm sure nothing will happen to it kids don't ride your bikes near it you know or towards it scene nine we now see carol and jan coming home from the eye doctor they pull into the driveway and honk the horn for some reason I don't know why the fuck they do that.
0: Because they want to announce her, you know, hey, look at Jan. She
1: looks positively goofy. I guess. We see Cindy and Bobby doing a puzzle in the family room. Bobby reasons that it must be mom and Jan, and they went to get Jan's new glasses. Cindy jokes that Jan probably looks funny in him. Bobby Mm -hmm. joins in saying he can't wait to see old four eyes. Damn. Mike walks in, obviously hearing them, telling them no four-eye jokes, explaining that Jan is going to feel self-conscious enough without them teasing her. Bobby tries to explain to Mike that Jan will know that they're kidding. But Mike explains to Bobby that people don't like them kind of jokes. He finishes asking Bobby, how would you like it if they called you shorty? Mm, Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby's call that shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Or how would they like, how would you like it Cindy? If they called you a fucking toddler, Bobby tells Mike that he wouldn't care. Cindy gives it a test, replying, okay, shorty, to which Bobby tells her to cut it out. Just then, Carol and Jan walk in, wearing her glasses. Mike immediately notices with excitement, telling Jan that they look great, even telling her that the frames are beautiful. (laughs) He then encourages the kids to join in with a, right, kids? Cindy and Bobby join in, saying, yeah, terrific. Jan sees through it but accepts the compliment, simply saying, thanks. Carol tries to add to the encouragement by explaining that her preteen daughter picked out her glasses all by herself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not she bel- did? That's where it's like Mike like gets up, puts his hands on his yeah. knees. Goes, you did? It's That's right. <gasps> oh, look at you all grown <laughs> up. Not be little
1: Jan. And anyway, <clears throat> Mike continues <laughs> Mike continues perhaps too long with the excitement saying how the glasses are perfect and really suit her. Carol then gestures to a gift wrapped box <laughs> telling Mike that she wants to show him the towels that were on sale today. <laughs>
0: yeah. <clears throat> Ooh, wait, wait. She got towels at the store. Yeah. And, and we'll, she gift wrapped them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She paid extra for that shit. <laughs> yep. So he's like, you want this gift trap? She's like, fuck yeah. She'll give a shit. I'm, I'm fucking... My fucking husband's
1: getting me that, so they're going to be gift wrapped.
0: <laughs> Carol fucking
1: Brady. Hell yeah, she is. You know, they're like, this is Carol. She needs these shit gift wrapped. She fucking wants... Ugh. Like, it's not even Christmas time. Like, I don't know. She just, <laughs> she gets that shit done. <laughs> <laughs> if she could,
0: she'd get her fucking groceries gift wrapped. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, at least
1: you won't do it again later. Yeah, nah. Cindy and Bobby are left simply staring at Jan and her new glasses. Jan, sensing the awkwardness, breaks the silence, telling them to just say it. That she looks like a drip. (laughs) But Bobby tells her that they look neat, to which Cindy echoes, yeah, neat. Jan, actually getting encouraged by the insistence, asks, do you really think they're okay? Cindy tells her that they make her look smart. Bobby agrees saying like a school teacher, Mm -hmm. but this makes Jan feel self-conscious. Once again, she explains that she wanted glasses that made her look groovy. Mm -hmm. Bobby insists that they do make her look groovy. Cindy then has to open her mouth saying, yeah, we're not saying this just because dad told us not to
0: fucking Cindy.
1: Bobby helps by saying, and I didn't call you four eyes. Once Jan is hurt saying, thanks a lot. As she leaves. It ain't huff. Mm. Oh, geez, O oh, Pete. Did you notice that the car changes from the time it turns into the driveway to the time it pulls up in the backyard? You know, I didn't notice that. Because <laughs> the car that turns into the driveway does not have any kind of chrome trim down the side, but does have chrome trim around the windows. Right. The one that pulls into the driveway has chrome trim down the center line of the car going down the side Mm -hmm. and no chrome trim around the windows whatsoever.
0: So his car is either a transformer or it's Christine. Hmm. But I do.
1: Oh, no. Go ahead. Also, since when does Jan care what her little siblings
0: think? Since, like, always, like, what is there an example where you
1: well, no, but like, if you were Jan's age, like, I'm assuming 12, 13, mm-hmm. would you really give a shit what your nine year old siblings think? <clears throat> trying to think. Well, she should really be worried about kids at
0: school, right? Like, why would you? Well, care? we already know that's a fact because when the whole like getting the yeah, like Jerry Maguire, whatever the kid's name is. <laughs> no, no. Where she, where she got the wig
1: and all that. Exactly. She didn't yeah. want to look like her sisters. But or, she never gave a shit about her siblings because I think her siblings even said, oh, yeah, that's kind of goofy, but she didn't give a shit because she wanted to impress kids at school. It's true. True. So true. why does she
0: care now? Um, mm-hmm. So we got the pointy ass collar again, <laughs> I noticed. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And she got glasses already? Like, you got to wait for that shit in about an hour. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah, but I
1: don't think that was available. I don't think so either.
0: But scene 10. We are now in the family room to find nosy ass Carol snooping around. Just a a heads up. (laughs) Carol had really irritated me in the scene. Yeah. And it
1: comes across in these notes. So I apologize now. All
0: right. So I'm going to be reading as Jimmy was thinking. Yes. I will start again. We're now in the family room to find nosy ass Carol snooping around. Again, Alice walks in to catch her, saying, Lose something, Mrs. Brady? But nosy ass Carol owns up to it, telling Alice that she knows very well what her nosy ass is doing as she proudly exclaims that she's snooping. Straight up admits it. Yeah. I'm fucking stupid. What are you going to do about it, maid? <laughs> Carol then begins pleading her case, telling Alice that she knows she got him an anniversary present and she knows he got her an anniversary present. And she knows it's got to be somewhere in this house. She then rudely points the finger at Alice saying she bets she was in on it. Alice exaggeratedly acts offended with a me. Carol seeing this isn't working. Softens her tone saying now she's trying to get back. Exactly. She's like, come on, Alice. We go way back. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Come on. Give me a little hint. Just a little taste. Alice thinks for a moment before saying let me put it this way Mrs. Brady <laughs> roses are red violets are blue Mr. Brady beam me if I told you <clears throat> like he'd fucking beat me and he's done it before yeah. just then Jan comes walking through the living room in time to hear Carol saying I thought we were friends I'm not asking you to tell me exactly but but is cut off by Alice simply saying nope and like Carol also was like taking her earrings out and shit. Yeah, right. As Carol is begging like a child to Alice, we see Jan taking her glasses out of her purse and putting them on before finally calling to Carol, telling her that she's going to the library. Carol tells her it's fine and it's, and not to be too long because dinner will be ready soon. Dude, I fucking hate Carol. <laughs> she is such a fucking it's child. Obvious. Holy it's shit,
1: she's such a fucking child. I mean, first of all, she doesn't fucking work. She has a fucking maid and she's upset because fucking she can't rob Mike of the chance of giving her the fucking gift herself and seeing her reaction like I fucking hate Carol.
0: Right. So the way listeners, this is for you. So the way we we have a shared note that we write all of our notes in and we write the synopsis and then we write our little comments in underneath each paragraph under each scene. And Jimmy has his, which is highlighted in red. I have mine, they were pink. And so under my note, I put, why is Carol snipping for gifts? And Jimmy writes it down because she's a fucking bitch. He, like It's not for us to be talking to each other. <laughs> like he adds on to my note, like answers my question. Like, don't even bother asking. It's because she's a bitch.
1: Like my notes literally say, I hate Carol. She's such a fucking <laughs> child. She doesn't work. She has a fucking maid oh, and she's God. upset because she wants to rob Mike the chance of giving it to her himself and seeing her reaction. What a bitch. She actually says Alice isn't being fair.
0: And Minos says, Why is Carol stupid for gifts? <clears throat> she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> he like, answers my question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny.
1: God, I don't know why Carol irritated the fuck out of me <sighs> in this scene. <clears throat> Because if one of the boys or the girls would do this, she would
0: beat their ass if they were snooping on list. Apparently, Alice would get beaten. Yeah, Jeez. what was up with that? Yeah, like Alice is like, if I tell you, like Michael hit me, it's <laughs> like what? And sometimes my one time my daughter said that one time is like, if I did that, Dad, you probably hit me, wouldn't you? I'm like, when have I ever hit you? Like, what? <laughs> she said that one time, like around other people. Like, if I do that, my dad probably hit me, right? I'm like, <laughs> no. What? I've never hit her. I've never hit her. I swear to God. But the only thing I beat is myself. <laughs> <laughs> is this dick? Sorry, just kidding.
1: All right, scene 11. Out in the driveway, we see that Jan has now taken her glasses off. And apparently we're not the only ones because Marsha's walking up the driveway and sees us too. Damn. Jan finally puts her kickstand up, gets on her bike and starts to leave. But just as she's about to leave, Marsha plays mom and stops Jan asking her where her glasses are mm. to which Jan replies in my purse. Mm. Marsha follows. I, I thought it would be funny. if Jan was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you. I just thought that'd be a funny little side <laughs> thing. Anyways, Marsha follows up by asking, why aren't you wearing them? Jan nervously explains, well, I'm meeting Bernie McGuire at the library. Marsha, not seeing the point, simply says, so? Mm. Jan Jan opens up further explaining to Marsha that Bernie hasn't seen her new glasses, and he's not going to if she can help it. Marsha, again playing parent, explains to Jan that mom and dad said she was supposed to wear the glasses. Jan glances at the house to make sure they're not being seen or heard then turns back to Marcia, insisting that she will when she really needs him. You all right? Really? Yeah. Sorry, burping while Mm-mm. I'm trying to talk. Marsha takes a breath, thinks, then finally tells Jan, I think you're being dumb, but they're, they're your eyes. Mm. Jan finally rides off on her bike with a chow to Marsha's <laughs> surprise, which echoes it with chow.
0: <laughs> she just called her like a bitch. She's like, chow. Yeah. Have some dog chow. Yeah, right. Marsha is a bitch is my note here. Why? Wear your glasses. Mom and dad said. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were a Jan fan. What's that? I thought you were a Jan fan. I am. So but I, didn't, I didn't think that was a bitch move. I didn't think so. I don't think so either, but apparently I, I did. can tell by your note. <laughs> apparently I thought so <laughs> yeah. when I watched it. So, um, yeah, My note says, well,
1: you know what? You know, Marsha knows what it's like to have glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but Jan does bring up a good point. Um, They are reading glasses, mm-hmm. so I mean, I I could see the argument. Okay, if they're reading glasses, they you know they could get broken if you're trying to, especially if you are brand new and she's not used to them. They could actually cause problems with her trying to ride a bike wearing the glasses. You well, know, yeah,
0: well, I would never tell somebody to wear your reading glasses while you're exactly, riding a bike. Yeah,
1: so I could see an argument to not wear them,
0: but it doesn't make any sense. No. Scene twelve. <gasps> We now see Greg in the garage spending five minutes sweeping up the same very small leaf pile. He finally sees Jan coming up the driveway without her glasses on and squinting. And guess what she's heading right towards and can't see it, Jimmy? What? The portrait. Oh, no. Greg runs over and first checks on Jan to make sure she's all right. Wait. Uh, I guess I skipped the whole thing.
1: <laughs> I was tired last night. This is when I was half
0: asleep. So sorry about that. All right. So she's riding towards it. Right. And then I know you do a good impression of this, and I'm going to give you that opportunity. So she's riding towards it. Right. Squinting. Greg sees her riding right. right towards the portrait and says, Jan, no, Jan,
1: stop. Jan, put the brakes on quick or you'll run into
0: it. Yeah. And then it happened. Yeah. It was like eight minutes. It was, like, yeah, yeah, He had plenty of time to stop it. But <laughs> right. he could have literally walked over there, picked up the portrait, moved it out of the way, <laughs> made a sandwich. It would have looked like the flash, you know, because she was running so <laughs> slow. Anyway. <Right. laughs> anyway, so uh Greg runs over and first checks on Jan to make sure she's all right, to which she is. Jan says she thinks she just misjudged the distance. Greg immediately hones in on Jan not wearing her glasses. She doesn't answer, but turns to see if her bike is okay. When she looks the direction of her bike, both her and Greg realize at the same time that the portrait is ruined. Oh, man. Jane immediately starts to cry, which she should. She should. Realizing what she did, Greg, (gasps) being the supportive big brother, comforts her saying, boy, now you've done it. (laughs) Look
1: what you did, you little jerk. (laughs) That was funny. He's like, boy, you've done it. Like, mm-hmm. dick um, yeah, I put on there good thing Greg has fast reflexes and went to stop her <laughs> no. um, but also if you notice right behind where the picture was <laughs> there's lockable closets like with a padlock on it <laughs> isn't there like a table right there too they could have just put it up on the but table. I mean he could have easily put it in the locked closet <laughs> <laughs> right. and just had the keys on him all the time and that way Carol never it would have been impossible for her to find it <laughs> that's true <laughs>
0: so as she's riding the bike towards the camera wearing a very short skirt we get yet again panty shots and my question here also is why how can you have trouble seeing distances like like she couldn't see a distance you so had trouble judging distance with with without I,
1: glasses for me I could see a I could see an argument that the brown paper that the picture was wrapped up with was similar in color to whatever the background was was painted the wall
0: yeah that's the only thing i could think of is that it's maybe still the it, wall coming right that's true in yeah 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 she
1: if the picture wasn't there she would have ran to the wall
0: yeah and so but she couldn't see that judge distant but she could see that the picture was ruined that's true yeah, yeah that's a good point <laughs> <yeah. clears throat> hmm, I, don't know. I don't know i think we need to contemplate that by taking our first break i think so there's a, lot a second of, break sorry sorry i used to make the mistake of that yes things. There's a lot to unpack here, and we got a whole crime scene now. We do. So, it turns out
1: that Jan needed glasses, but refuses to wear them. Mm. And now she's ruined the family photo Mike got for Carol for their third wedding anniversary. Will Carol get her photo? Will Jan fix this mess? Will Greg ever finish sweeping up that tiny little pile of leaves? (laughs) We will find out. We will be back. Okay.
0: Fan of movies or comics or
1: video games
0: or just anything else nerdy?
1: Well, you should check out the Zing, Zing This podcast. podcast,
0: and that's spelled Z E N G This. And we have nerdy topics from comic book reviews to in depth analysis of iconic nerdy movies, as well as video game discussions.
1: Mm-hmm. Where's some of the best places to find us, Allie?
0: Well, Podbean, of course.
1: You can also find us on
0: iTunes. Stitcher, Google Play.
1: Anywhere else you listen to your podcast. podcast. Yeah.
0: So check us out. Once again, that is
1: Zing Zing This.
0: This. And we are back. All right. That was a good break. Yeah, I'm tired from all the somersaults. No, they were round offs this time. <laughs> you <laughs> told me you were going to do somersaults, but then you started round offs. <laughs> That's true. Um, I did like eight of them in a row, man. Yeah, right. <clears throat> so,
1: when yeah. me and you were in school, you never wore glasses. No. I don't ever wore glasses either. How? But how would you have felt if you had to wear glasses? Like, would that have bothered you? No. No? What about braces? No, I actually
0: tried to get braces, but couldn't afford them. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't. I think it was a different culture wear in school because I don't ever remember looking at kids and thinking eh, for a. <laughs> no, I've never thought that about anybody ever. Did you Did you ever feel self conscious in school? Yeah. About what?
0: <laughs> about my looks.
1: Like just in general, your looks. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's every kid, or do you think that's it's exclusive to you?
0: Well, I mean, I was. I'm I mean, special, I know every, Jimmy. I, I know, know
1: I, everybody has different reasons, but I'm saying, do you think?
0: I know, like, you've known me long enough, you don't see it anymore, but mm. <laughs> I'm a redhead with, like, freckles and stuff and okay. very fair skin, and that's a different look than most kids, <laughs> and uh, so I got picked on a lot about that, so. Mm. Yeah.
1: I was always self-conscious because I- <laughs> we've been friends a long time. You may not see this anymore.
0: <laughs> you can see your head. But, I, yeah, I have a very enlar- a very large head. <laughs> I would never have noticed it had you never pointed that out.
1: I, um when I was in third grade, <clears throat> oh, this guy, um, Tim Greer.
0: Yeah, I remember.
1: <laughs> um, looked at me one day and he goes, well, actually that's not true. Tony green looked at me and he goes, man, you got a big head. It's almost like your head's too big for your body. It's third grade. I was really small, but my head is as big as it is now. Yeah. Um, and then Tim goes, yeah, it almost looks like a little watermelon sitting on your shoulders. Hmm. And then they both start laughing. They're like, Oh, watermelon. head!" Eh. So in elementary school, third, fourth, and fifth grade, they called me watermelon head. Did that um, bother
0: you? It was embarrassing. And- so what's the name of your two channel? Melon head. Couldn't yeah. <laughs> bother you too much. Yeah, exactly. No, um,
1: <laughs> and in middle school, I graduated to, um, um, uh, melon head. Yeah. And then in high school, I graduated to just melon and people by that, by high school, i had grown into my head.
0: Well, <sighs> I mean, and, you said all these nicknames, but I never once heard anybody ever call me. Oh, they called you. me all,
1: everybody that I went to elementary school with called me Melon. Gotcha. And it got to the point where I actually had a teacher call me Melon once,
0: mm-hmm. because
1: everybody in the class was calling me Melon. And they're mm-hmm. like, "Is that your nickname? You just go by Melon?" I'm like, "I don't care, whatever." So and I, <laughs> that's why I continued.
0: I, yeah. People just said uh, it's <laughs> actually pronounced Jimmy. Yeah.
1: So. so when I when I finally moved to Illinois, that's when the. Melon things thought, but every once in a while when I'm around Tim Greer, you'll hear him say, yeah, Melon. Oh, I have yeah, heard or, Tim yeah.
0: say that before. Yeah.
1: yeah. So that's that was kind of, that made me self-conscious. Hmm. Okay. So you ready to get back into this? Let's get back into it. Okay. So when we left off, I don't have anything written. Um, when we left off. <laughs> you don't, Tim. Do uh-huh. So when we left off, uh, Jan needed glasses, um, refused to wear them. Um, she crashed the bike into the family photo and ruined the family photo. Mm. And um, so now that's happening. <laughs> so that <laughs> happened. <laughs> so let's get back into this. All right. Scene 13. <clears throat> Up in the master bedroom, we see Carol snooping yet again like a fucking child. Oh, jeez. She looks in the closet with no luck, then moves her attention to the dresser when Mike walks in. Mike catches her red-handed and suggests maybe the maybe it's in the closet. Mm-hmm. Carol tries to play cool asking maybe what's in the closet, mm. uh, but Mike knows and simply says, whatever it is you're looking for. Mm. But Carol lies her mullet off <laughs> saying she was looking for her blue sweater. She crosses over to another dresser and in the second drawer, she finds her blue sweater with excitement. Mike mm. asks if she's going to wear it in the house because if so, she'll be a little warm. Hmm. But she continues to lie to her husband, saying maybe he's warm, but she's chilly. Mm. Mike leaves, chuckling, saying he'll see her downstairs. Carol is left frustrated. Web of lies. Carol, my my note says I'm glad it got ruined because she doesn't deserve it.
0: Glad <laughs> like, what got ruined? The oh, picture. the picture. <laughs> yeah, I she's like a fucking he, child. So. <laughs> so Mike's like. I'll see you downstairs Yeah, yeah, for a, a spank, a beating. Exactly. Alice just had hers. <laughs> Scene 14. In the boys' room, Greg and the boys are trying the hardest to fix the frame, but have determined the glue will never hold the frame together. We see Jan entering, asking how it's going, to which Greg simply replies, no good. But ask Jan if she got a hold of the photographer. Jan says she did, but he's still just as mixed up as he was when he took the picture, and now he can't find the negative. Mm. God, isn't that like a thing you have to do as a photographer? What, find the negative? Just hold on to it for maybe a short amount of time? Depends. Greg panics, asking, you mean he lost it? Jan goes on to explain the photographer said it's his fault he lost it. And if they want him to take another photo, he won't charge for the negative. But he does have to charge for a new picture. Greg, feeling defeated, simply says, great. And adds, we can't ask mom and dad for money. Jan then adds the idea, if we all chip in, maybe they'll have enough. Then adds that she promises she would pay them back a little at a time. Greg says he'd love to, but he's all tapped out. Peter adds that he only has 12 cents. Bobby adds that compared to him, Peter is rich. Mm. So my note says, my note's different than yours. My note says, oh no, the photographer won't pay to replace the photo you ruined. Oh no, poor thing. And mine says he lost the negative and will still charge for a new picture. <laughs> for the picture? Yeah, he should charge for a picture. <clears throat> well, but like, okay, he's charged for a new picture because even if he still had the negative, right? he'd charge for a new picture. Exactly, yeah. Okay, makes sense. I'm on your side.
1: C15. In the girls' room, we see that Jan has now asked Marsha, who is also all tapped out, having purchased Carol and Mike an
0: anniversary gift. Jimmy? Hmm? You spelled Marsha right. Yeah, I've been trying. (laughs) is it because of the flack you've been getting on social media (laughs) you've been getting a lot of that yeah that's okay i haven't helped i've been adding to it so sorry no that's cool (laughs) correct me
1: as jan as jan begins walking over to her bed cindy tells her she can have her coin collection but she hasn't started it yet (laughs) jan finally says she knows where she can get the money when marcia says where she says she just, just to have everybody meet her tomorrow at the photographer's after school, wearing the same clothes as in the photo. When Marsha asks where she's going to get the money, Jan answers, what does it matter as long as I get the money? Mm. She's going to whore herself out. She's going to whore herself out. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why they can't go to Mike. Like, True. Why can't they just go to Mike and be like, dad, we have a problem. Yeah. Like, isn't it more important to get the picture replaced mm. and
0: then worry about the punishment later? I agree. Because if her little plan doesn't work out, then. They were just going to be like, we're fucked. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And here comes the anniversary morning. Right. With a broken picture. I would have been like, Dad, we got a problem. Come out to yeah. the garage and look. That's right. what I would have done.
1: Or you just play dumb. And be like, <laughs> what the fuck happened? Just wait for anniversary been, morning. It must have been Tiger. It had to have been Tiger. You just wait for anniversary morning. Let's go get that picture. <laughs> oh, no. What would you do? Which is, you used to like push the ladder over something. So it falls into the paper. Like what the fuck happened? And the ladder must've fell. It's
0: weird. Must've been a, lo- a storm last night. <laughs> That's what a bad kid would do. Not the Brady's. That's true. Uh, I got a long one. Listeners. I've been having a problem reading. You can't hear it because you hear it perfectly. Cause I edit the shit out of it, but I can't read today. Here we go. Well, see,
1: it helps when you watch the episode. <laughs> I didn't watch, Cause there's sometimes you'll look at it and be like, what? What? <clears throat> Alice said they that. they went to slime what like no obviously that's not what it says <laughs>
0: what do you mean Jewish? they didn't do that <laughs> it's supposed to say slime like can't you, you you watched it right <laughs> can't you crack this code <laughs> in real time you can't crack it <clears throat> all right scene 16 next we see greg coming down the stairs dressed up in a shirt and tie for the photo But he's also seen by Alice, who asks where he's going all dressed up like that. Greg thinks quickly and tells Alice that he's taken this chick to the pizza place. Mm, Alice questions (laughs) that he's going to the pizza place dressed like that. But Greg tells Alice that she doesn't know what kind of chick this is. And that it took Greg weeks just to get introduced to her. (coughs) Alice begins teasing Greg, saying... Oh, no, not you. Not the Casanova of Clinton Avenue. Greg keeps the ruse ongoing, saying she's really popular, so he figured he should look really heavy. Alice scoffs at what Greg says, telling him she looks heavy no matter what she wears. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was where you (laughs) wanted Greg then leaves, saying, see you later. Alice answers back, anchovies away. No idea why the fuck she said that. (laughs) It was the weirdest thing. Okay. Yeah. As she takes her Electrolux and plugs it in. We then see the other two boys sneaking down the stairs, them too dressed up, but are once again stopped by Eagle Eye Alice, who yells, hey, 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 hey. What is going on here? Alice comes over asking where they think they're going in their new clothes. Peter thinks quickly and comes up with, uh, out to play. Bobby follows his lead, adding, yeah, out to play. Alice questions it, asking, since when do they play all dressed up like that? Peter begins to explain that his play clothes are clean, and the dress clothes are kind of dirty, and they didn't want to get their play clothes dirty. That way Alice won't have to wash the play clothes. Alice goes back to her vacuum after saying, I detect some fancy footwork here. As Alice begins to vacuum, we see the girl sneak down the stairs behind her. Successfully get past Eagle Eyed Alice. They run to the door and open it just in time to see Carol coming in the front door, who comments, Wow, don't we look pretty? Marsha then begins trying to cover up, explaining how kids today wear jeans and they thought it would be fun to get all dressed up like they're going to a party. The girls rush out, saying they don't want to be late, leaving Carol confused. Confused Carol then goes over to Alice whining like a fucking baby, asking why the girls are all dressed up. But Alice is understandably confused and simply answers that everyone decided to get dressed up. I guess. And away? What the fuck? I don't know. Um, I
1: feel like uh, any other episode uh, that they would tell Alice, like they would just say, oh, we fucked up the picture. You know, we got to get it done. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know why they're not in this picture or this in this episode. I don't understand why they're not just telling Alice because Alice is usually on their side. Mm -hmm. Alice will go out of her way to lie to the parents (laughs) about their own kids just to keep the kids out of trouble. You know what I mean? So I don't understand why they won't go to her. Um, But also, in case I haven't said it, Carol is a fucking child. (laughs) Um, And holy shit,
0: their ties are huge. I did notice that, Jimmy. Thank you for pointing that out. Holy shit. Bobby's tie was at least a foot wide. It was. Yeah. Um And
1: Bobby's collar goes all the way to his shoulders. <laughs> like, literally <laughs> to his shoulders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, And why the fuck does Carol get everything
0: gift-wrapped? <laughs> she did walk in with another gift-wrapped box. It's for her! She bought it! That's awesome. That is so, like... Because she's Carol That's fucking Brady. Exactly. Holy shit. <laughs> if you read my note, why can't they just tell Alice... <laughs> Oh, did you say? Oh, I didn't even notice that. No, that's a good point. Um, plus, <laughs> I just can't say because the boys are trying to sneak out and Alice is like, hey, 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 where do you think you're going? <laughs> and we can just be like, what businesses of yours made? Like, right, right. what the fuck?
1: Like, Well, see, I look at it as they're going out in a shirt and tie. <laughs> Yeah. And Alice knows she's going to be the one that's going to have to fucking clean that shit up. <laughs> so they're probably going to go out and play fucking baseball and get all dirty and grass stains but and shit Who would on do her.
0: that? Like, who does, like, suit baseball? Like, hey, I guys, when to get all dressed up and play baseball, like, no, no kid wants to do that. Uh-huh. I'm
1: surprised that all the kids have dress codes like that because, yeah. you know, it's not well, I guess, I guess Peter's was probably Greg's at one time I and guess Bobby's so, yeah. was probably Peter's at one time. So really, they're just buying one suit. And knowing if they wait long enough, <laughs> right. all three of them will it. Um, <laughs> I guess so. Hmm. Okay. All right. Scene 17. We are now back at the photographer who is telling the kids to give a nice big smile. But before the picture can be taken, Greg stops it saying that they're not in the same order. The kids start rearranging their positions before finally being stopped by a creepy photographer guy um, who informs them that he took the picture and remembers their positions exactly. But when Marsha asks where they were, he tells them magically they're exactly where she said they were. Cause he doesn't fucking remember. But this time before he can snap the photo, Bobby stops asking if he has film on the camera to which he says, yes for Peter questions whether or not it's color film mm. the photographer checks and confirms that he indeed has color film in the camera finally the photographer snaps the picture mm. I I, I kind of felt like the photographer actually appreciated Peter asking that question yeah like instead of like because in the opening scene or in the first scene Mike was like I think it looks good and he's like yeah you fucking would fucking amateur but this time it was <laughs> Peter that was like do you have film in the camera and he's like Yes I do thank you you know what I mean so mm-hmm. um but also if you notice when he snaps the shutter <laughs> he moves the whole fucking camera when he snaps the shutter
0: okay is that wrong well,
1: that, or well yeah like if you were taking pictures with your,
0: oh like yeah yeah it's gonna move like everything. <laughs> <I> was like <laughs> you've taken pictures right
1: <laughs> yes. um usually on those cameras you use the the cable operated and it's just yeah, a plunger. Yeah, a button press. yeah. So, I thought that was kind of a... And I know I'm being anal about it, but it, it just bothers me. If they're going to go through <laughs> yeah. the trouble of getting a camera like that, at least get somebody that knows how to use it. So
0: Yeah, it's going to be all fucked. Yeah. Alright, scene 18. In the kitchen, we see Alice cooking along with Carol, who is pretending to. <laughs> Carol suggests to Alice that she should make Mike a little something special this morning. Alice, playing dumb, replies, special. Carol answers, Well, it is our anniversary, as if you didn't know. Carol makes small talk, telling Alice how Mike sure is playing it cool and adds, you know how husbands are. Alice corrects her, telling her that she actually doesn't. (laughs) She should have been like, but thank you for reminding me of that. I appreciate it. No, actually, I don't. Thanks (laughs) for the reminder. Yeah, I'm like 45 and never been married. Mike then walks into the kitchen in a paisley blue shirt saying good morning. Carol hugs him, asking him how he'd like something special. Mm-hmm. Mike, either playing it cool, asks why he would want anything special today. Carol simply replies, because it's a nice day. Why the fuck are they acting like they don't, nobody knows what today is? She knows what today is, but he's he's playing it
1: up just to kind of piss her off at that. Oh, okay.
0: Because she's Good a job. fucking child. <laughs> Who plays games. Yeah. But Mike one-ups her, telling her, if you've seen one special day, then you've seen them all. Carol keeps all this going, telling Mike that this is an especially, especially nice day. Jesus. Yeah. Mike then lets her off the hook, telling her it fell right on their anniversary. Carol then threatens to choke Mike before sitting on his lap and kissing him, saying happy anniversary. But all this is interrupted by the kids coming and screaming like maniacs, holding their anniversary presents for Carol and Mike, all wanting them to open their gift first. But Mike puts a stop to it, saying, give me Marcia's first. No. <laughs> <It's> a <laughs> puts a stop to it, saying that she'll open his first. She opens her photo to reveal the photo of the kids. Carol, shocked at how they pulled it off, asks how they ever snuck out of the house to get it done. But Mike only says that they move in mysterious ways. Carol even noticed that Jan wore her glasses. Mike takes a double look mm-hmm. before looking at Jan in utter confusion. Uh-huh. Mike's like fucking Johnny on the spot with that Hell bullshit yeah, detector, dude. It's like do 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 yeah. yeah. Smell that? <laughs> <laughs> Carol wants to hang the photo right away, and everyone begins to leave except Mike, who calls Jan back to talk. He sits her down at the table and asks if there's anything she wants to explain to him, because when the picture was taken, she hadn't had her glasses yet. Hmm. He goes on to reason that it can't be the same picture. Jan comes clean, explaining that it was all her fault and that she ruined the picture because she wasn't wearing her glasses and ended up running into it with her bike in the garage. Mike sighs, but then explains to Jan that she could have run into something much worse, like a car. And Jan explains, a car, nothing would have happened in the car. That doesn't make sense to <laughs> <laughs> Jan feels terrible, telling Mike that she promises to wear her glasses from now on, whenever she is supposed to. But Mike takes it one step further by grounding her from riding her bike for two weeks. Jan pleads, asking for something else, saying he can't ground her from riding her bike. But Mike corrects her, saying that indeed he can. Mm -hmm. But the Jan again is like, no, you can't. Because she explains that she doesn't have a bike anymore. She sold it to pay for the photograph. Mm. Mike feels bad, saying it's punishment enough. And even says they may be able to find a way to buy the bike back. Jan offers to sell her glasses, but Mike doesn't fall for it, and they both just laugh. <laughs> um. So Mike's like, maybe we can buy the bike back, right? Not, no, <laughs> you yeah, can't. Like, whoever bought the bike like wanted a bike, you know. So, <laughs> so Jan's getting a new bike out of this. this is what you're saying? <laughs> it's not bad. It's like, well, who you sell it? Was well, sold it to the kid down the street. And what is Mike going to do? Hey. I know, like, my daughter sold you her bike, but I need it back now. Like, no, I fucking, no. Yeah. I bought it because I wanted it. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. The kid's not going to sell it, so Jan's going to get a new
1: bike. Oh. <laughs> that's yes. fucked up. Um, my first note is Carol needs to button up that shirt. Hmm? Carol needs to button up that shirt because when she leans over to kiss Mike or with to choke Mike, yeah, like, you can see straight down her shirt. You can. Yeah. So, um, like,
0: all up. So, you can see down her shirt. Right and then there's also panty shots in the same episode. Yeah. And we saw like a minute and a half of panty shots of- and this is like a wholesome TV show. Yeah. That's nuts.
1: Yeah. Um, also, you know, in the in the course of this this particular scene, you know, Carol kisses Mike, blah blah blah. All yep. the kids come running in, everybody leaves. Yeah. You know, Carol and Jan sit there talking, they leave, leaving the fucking bacon cooking on the stove. <laughs> <laughs> what? Remember in the first part of the scene, Carol puts bacon into a frying pan. Oh, she was doing something with bacon. Yeah. I
0: remember that. And Alice was like whipping eggs. Yeah. And everybody just fucking leaves it. And leaves. and She <laughs> just leaves the kitchen. Well, what I found it confusing too is like they all had gifts that she didn't, nobody opened. Well,
1: another thing is that that stove looks like a gas powered stove and it obviously wasn't on. So maybe she's just, maybe Prepping. she thinks she's cooking. She probably thinks she's cooking. <laughs> No, no, no. The blue flames, no. The blue flames means it's broken. You have to turn it all the way over to well, Oh, do
0: you, do you see the flames? I don't. That's because it's hot. It's That's really so hot. so
1: hot that you can't see
0: it. <laughs> it's good. You're doing a good job. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, I think, uh, my nurse says, I think I should make you something special this morning, Alice. What? Is that like a sexual thing I wrote, maybe? Maybe. Well, no, you probably. I think I should make you something special. This Oh, no, it was like, I think I should make you something special. And then it's like, Alice, make him something special. You know, it's
1: like, yeah, Alice is doing it. What's funny is she's like, I think I should make Mike something special. And Alice is just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Mrs. Brady. And cereal, maybe? Is that what you're going <laughs> to make him? Are you going to, like, decorate flowers? Exactly. Um, Scene 19. In the master bedroom, we see Mike hanging Carol's new picture right above the dresser with Carol and Alice helping Mike straighten the photo. Hmm. Carol and Miles, the fo- photo rhetorically asking Alice, isn't that a nice photo? <laughs> Alice explains that it's better than the one she got. Damn. Her dental x-rays. Oh, God. Yeah. when Carol t- <laughs> when, Carol- when Carol took Alice, she was just kidding. But the dentist found three cavities. They all laugh.
0: <laughs> so Alice really fucking went to the dentist. She did. Yeah. She really sat down and had procedures done. Yeah. She goes way above and beyond for this fucking family. Well, I hope the family paid for the dentist. I hope Alice didn't have to pay
1: for it. <laughs> right. Because they do make a reference in it. They she says, Well, if I'm gonna make it to my dentist. Yeah. So obviously she makes it sound like she goes to a different dentist than Carol and Mike does.
0: So I really hope that she didn't have to pay for this dental appointment. So, assuming Mike has her under some sort of coverage, like dental coverage, right? So they made her go to one that's outside her network, right? (laughs) So she had to pay out of pocket, (laughs) and probably and didn't even need to go to the dentist, right? Well, apparently she did, but like she had. so she goes on vacations for these people that she doesn't want to go on. Right. Boats that she doesn't want to be on because she gets right. sick and literally is sick the whole time. Right. And tells them I don't want to go, but still has to go. Now she, hey, I got an idea, Alice. I need you to get Carol out of the house for a while. Why don't you go to the dentist? And get work done. Well, you know, I was like,
1: oh, sure, Mr. Brady, we can go shopping. I've been wanting to go shopping and look for your dress anyways. Nah, fuck no, that. No, no, no. You got to pretend like you have a like a sore tooth and go to the fucking dentist.
0: Are you sure there's not something a little less painful I could do? <laughs> something a little less frightening than maybe going to the dentist? It's like, well, no, Mr. Brady, I really do need another dress.
1: Nah, fuck that. Fuck paying $20 for a dress. We're going to pay $100 for the dentist. I already made you an appointment. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, wow. Alice, take a look at the picture of my family. Doesn't that look nice? Yeah. Don't you wish you had one of those? Yeah. You know what it's like to have a husband, right? Where's your picture? Oh, that's right. It's an x ray.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this is going to cost you out of
1: pocket. So hmm, your dress wouldn't have told you you had cavities. What? No, it would not have. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> They treat her like shit. God, <laughs>
1: gee, there's a lawsuit there somewhere, man. Oh god, I swear, oh. Alice needs to get a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's like talking to Carol, like, "Hey, where's HR at? <laughs> HR? We don't have. A- I'm fucking HR. You have a problem with that?" yeah. Okay. and that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. All right, <laughs> all right. God, wow. So Carol's a queen, and Alice is a fucking piece of shit peasant. Yeah, and and Carol's a fucking child. Oh my god, I just wanted to say that <laughs> shocking. Yeah. So Jimmy Klein, yes, I have some reviews to read. Oh no. Rate in reviews to read from Apple Podcasts. Okay. What? Why, why? Why? Don't don't worry. What's the problem? I just get nervous. <laughs> and once again, listeners, he really does. He has no clue what no, I'm about no, to read. No. So <clears throat> all it says on the note is tag, reads reviews. Yep. I got three of them to read. Okay. Where's my glasses? Your glasses. I look positively goofy with them, Jimmy. Wow. <laughs> With your BCGs, <clears throat> so the first one is from our good pal Mendy. Mendy, so oh, she's, she's still running, <laughs> right? So her subject is nostalgic fun. Five stars, and her name on here is Mendy, 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 like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> oh yeah. So she says, "I really, Oh, now I can't read it." I recently found this podcast and so happy I did exclamation. Nice. Good. I'm a lifelong Brady fan who grew up watching it in reruns after school. I have found myself watching the show a lot this past year to take my mind off all the horrible things going on around us. Mm -hmm. I love the irreverent approach the hosts take and enjoy the formats of going through the episode scene by scene and commenting on all the details. I'm jumping around in the episodes and listening to my favorites first. <laughs> That's cool. I continue to be amused on many occasions. I find myself giggling out loud. Thanks for this much needed diversion from real life. Stay groovy. She says, we will stay groovy. Mendy. Oh, we will was, stay groovy. That was so nice, Mendy. I appreciate that. I like, see, yeah, I like getting those. Those, yeah. those make me feel nice, you know, to kind of take people away from oh, the yeah, bullshit going yeah. on, you know? Yeah. All right. This next one is from Pat Kinney. Pat Kinney. Five stars, Jimmy. Oh, shit. And the subject says, just love the show. Nice. I'm in my mid-20s and my brother and I watched the show growing up and still watch it to this day. It's the only show we can agree on watching. Mm Okay. I have the complete box set of the 50th edition. Nice. I just started listening to the podcast and a lot of things that you guys say on here, especially about Alice, lol, <laughs> makes so much sense. <laughs> well, Pat, if you, you heard what we just said, we just talked about some more Alice shit and yeah. I feel bad for her so much. Seriously, yeah. And uh Pat, I remember she had also written us that email. Yes, you know, yes. So, so that's really cool. So the last one is a five-star one, too. Very nice. It says good show is the subject. Okay. It's by Rannon K. Don't know who that is. No. And uh the comment says good. That's it. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I was there staring at attack like, go on. Go on. And and that's it. Very nice. And that's the end of the reviews. That's the end of the
1: reviews. <clears throat> that's cool. Good. I'm glad we can, you know not take away the world's problems but make people forget about them, them a little bit at least and you can too I'm sorry that's from a show
0: we did Um, <laughs> that's cool good yeah see we're we're not getting as much negative shit lately no nice. uh, well, I'm reading everything that's I'm, because I'm we listen
1: we listen to what the negative people have to say that's right it's just a shame if they don't listen anymore because we're we're taking <laughs> we're taking the changes and we're applying them and it would be a shame if they don't. Yeah, listen Yeah, they're anymore. like
0: this show sucks, never listen to it again. And then on the next episode, yeah. we're like, hey, thanks for the input. I think we will change it. <laughs> right, right. And well, hopefully they come back eventually and be like, holy shit, they actually yeah, changed. They wow. listened to me. Yeah.
1: So, yes, you want to do our disclaimer
0: for show? Sure. I don't know why I just closed my iPad. No idea. <clears throat> All right, so we had fun here today don't be offended we do love a show we're not sexist or racist
1: nope uh we'd like to personally thank our producers from patreon uh-huh without you this absolutely positively could not be possible Hmm. Uh, and a special uh thank you to the newest producers mendy and is that pepe yeah mendy and pepe Mendy and pepe you guys rock yes and to the uh, the og Oh we'll no! know what we're going to call them, the OPs. The OPs, the original the OPs. patrons. The original patrons, yeah. Is it Ginny and Jim. Ginny and Jim, yeah. You, you know, guys will forever be known as the OPs. Hell yeah. So we thank you guys too. Uh, so I was telling Tack off, you know, recording that it's it's very humbling having you guys support us. So we do thank you. Indeed. So with that, your homework assignments, if you choose to accept them, mm-hmm. check out the website,
0: www.averybradypodcast.com. Mm-hmm. And do like uh, Mindy did. Do a rating review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Castbox. Tell two friends about the show, or if you don't like the show, tell two enemies. Uh huh. And you can send an email to the show. Let us know some stuff at podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun. And if you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash. A very Brady podcast,
1: and on that, like the Patreon that we we kind mm-hmm. of redid some of the levels, yeah, of the tears. Um, yeah, and then like smoke and mirrors, um, you know, we we had had the Patreon set up for a long time, <clears throat> um, and it, it's it goes back to this all being very humbling. Uh, with it's almost like me and tech, it's almost like it was an afterthought. We never thought anybody would uh, would like the show so much that they'd want to support us. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So, we we just kind of put the Patreon together, Tech put it together, um, and we just kind of let it sit sit for a while. Uh, So, we've gone back through, Tech's gone back through and redid a lot of the Patreon stuff. So, now, uh, you know, there's different levels. You get different things, different merchandise, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, there's Um, all the tiers, I think, except for one, you get merch from us. Exactly, yeah. Like, one, you get a shirt, you know, and another one, you get like a mug or something. And then the biggest one... You actually get all the merch, right? You know, kind of spread out throughout the year. Every three yeah. months you get a new piece of merch. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. So
1: it's kind of neat. I'm actually I hate to say it, I'm kind of thinking about doing this. I, just, I, know, I want, like I want the merchandise. I, know. <laughs> I do
0: too. So that's
1: kind of cool. Um I'll check out our Instagram at a very brady podcast.
0: uh uh-huh. And you can follow us on Facebook on the like page, and that's where you get real time updates on what's going on. Cause I may be late putting an episode out. Like this one might be late. I don't know yet, but I'll let you know there and go watch the Brady Bunch and now Tack's going to tell you what the next episode is about. On the next episode of the Brady Bunch on the next episode season 3 episode 14 entitled The Teeter Totter Caper after not being invited to a wedding and helping the older kids Bobby and Cindy are off to set a new teeter totter record nice Mm -hmm. (sighs) yes so that'll be interesting Um I guess that's about it,
1: correct? That's it, man. Okay. Well, this has been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Yes, sir. So, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this
0: has been The Very Ready Podcast. And we'll see you on another Sunshine Day. Keep smoking. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron, we'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash A Very Brady Podcast. Until then, this has been A Very Brady Podcast, and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to A Fourth Hand Joint.